listening to Raising HSE, a podcast designed for parents with students in Hamilton Southeastern schools. Each episode, you'll hear from different staff and teachers, and they'll share with you helpful tips, information that your student can use, and a few parenting hacks, because together we're Raising HSE. Thanks for joining us. My name is Matt Kegley, and I'm the Assistant Superintendent of Teaching and Learning for Hamilton Southeastern Schools. In our second episode, we're going to talk with two of our counselors who are also the department chairs of our counseling departments at each of our high schools, Fishers High School and Hamilton Southeastern High School. The topic for today is geared towards seniors and parents of seniors, and we're going to talk about the things that need to be done in this second semester of senior year to get ready for life beyond high school. We'll even include some information for juniors and junior parents as they think about what they need to do in preparation for their senior year starting in August. But first, I want to give our two guests a chance to introduce themselves. Hey everybody, I'm Matt Swaim, counselor at Fishers High School. Been here in the district for 14 years, um, been a school counselor for 17 years, and uh, really enjoy working with high school students, especially, um, you know, students and seniors as they start to transition into life after high school. And I'm Nancy Herndon. I'm the uh, department chair for Hamilton Southeastern Counseling Office. I'm also the college counselor. Been doing this forever. This is year 41. Um, been been at Hamilton Southeastern for 20, this is year 24 here. And like Matt, love working with kids and parents and it's a wonderful community to work in and a great working environment. Great. Thanks for both of you for being with me today. You know, it's second semester of senior year and which is always starts to be a really hectic time and um, maybe even more so in our current learning environment, because as we've change different modes of instruction and we have some students who are 100% virtual that are seniors. Um, there, there may be some things that they have to do in order to get ready for whatever they're going to do after uh, graduation day. What are some concerns that are often expressed to you this time of year by either parents or students as they enter their last semester of high school? What I'm hearing from parents is a disappointment that they haven't been able to do the research they need to do to make the decisions that are coming up. For the, the college-going students, they it's time to make decisions. Um, some of them are still waiting to hear back from some of the institutions, but most of them already know um, and have heard from most places. So they haven't been able to do their research the way we have coached them to do um, because the visits are the most important part, the visits to the campuses. So since those have been suspended in a lot of cases, they're just hard to come by. They're, they're looking to make decisions without ever having being able to finish their research. This time of year is always kind of full of anxiety about that. And once that decision gets made, they can move forward. Um, and so I think a lot of them are delaying those decisions uh, because they can't. They, they, they hope to be able to maybe um, push that off to spring break that maybe um, the, camp the campuses would be more open to them coming since May 1 would be their decision time. So that's what I'm hearing from families is that they're kind of pushing those decisions off um, even later. And there's always anxiety around um, uh, financial aid and all those things that we'll probably talk about uh, later. Yeah, and I would just add to that. I think 
you know, second semester senior year uh, can sometimes be challenging for um, students to, to stay motivated. Um, you know, uh, senioritis is real. Um, you know, they see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so just encouraging kids to keep their grades up, um, to finish strong. Um, colleges do look at final semester grades for second semester. And so we would hate for anybody to, you know, sort of, you know, do something that impairs their ability to go to the school that they want to. So just staying motivated and um, staying on top of their grades here second semester, even though they're close to being done. Yeah, that's a great point. I I can remember some time during my senior year when when you you feel like you're ready to move on to the next thing and and uh, um, but you got to stay focused on what's in front of you right now. So that's that's good advice. And actually, I have a question related to that. We can jump right to that. Let's let's say I'm a senior right now, and even though we're still still fairly early in this semester, um, you know, I'm in a class that. I passed first semester, but but I didn't do my best, and I may already be in a hole for second semester, um, even this early on. Um, but I need to pass this class in order to get the credit, in order to be able to graduate. What what should I make sure that I'm doing to give myself the best chance of success? There's so many resources here uh, for the students to use if they're willing. They may be a little nervous about that. This could possibly be maybe new to them that they're not doing well um, because they've checked out and normally they don't check out this early. Um, the virtual piece is, is I think contributing to that. It's pretty easy to check out if you're not here every day having people check in on you uh, or, or work with you directly in person. Um, so first, the first um, resource is a teacher. Uh, they should be working with the teacher to, you know, how can I, how can I get back on track? What do I need to do? Those kinds of things. Second resource being the counselor. Uh, there are, we have a learning lab that has tutoring available. Um, there's credit recovery as a part of that program. If, if that's something that they need to get to before graduation, maybe middle of the semester, maybe they pick up a, a class same as the one they're taking, but they're going to maybe earn the credit a different way. So there's, there are ways to be creative with those credits, but reaching out to the teacher and the counselors for their support, I think is key right now. I did, we worry about those kids and we're, we're seeing it and we're reaching out to them. Um, but you know, it, it's a two way street. So definitely the, I make use the resources that are available here at school. Yeah, I would echo some of those same comments. Um, definitely, I think most of the times when I talk with students about this and they're concerned about their grade or the parents concerned about the grade, I, I think most of the time the, the key person to uh, talk to is the teacher. And a lot of times that hasn't happened. So just reaching out to the teacher, finding out the teacher's perspective on where things are, because sometimes the teacher sees it completely different, feels like there is hope that the student can still pass the class. And so um, the teacher can really help a lot in these situations. The other thing I would say is just, you know, um, do all the little things. Um, I call them effort points. Um, you know, everybody can do homework. Everybody can hand in, um, you know, a paper that they have plenty of time to work on. So if the tests and quizzes aren't going well, that's one thing. But um, if you're not turning in homework and, and um, sort of the gimme points, if you will, um, that's really gonna hurt yourself. So just making sure that the effort's there um, and that you're doing what you're controlling, what you can control to, to get all the points that you can get in that class. 
And I know sometimes this starts to be the stage where parents often want to um, try to pull back a little bit for their senior and not maybe be be the one to do the reaching out. And because, you know, for many of our, for, for many students, regardless of what uh, post-secondary option you're choosing, there's going, you're going to be on your own in a lot of cases at some point in time, and you have to be able to advocate for yourself. So I guess, from a parent perspective, I would say, you know, it's okay, parents, to still be checking Skyward and still making sure that your senior is is um, is doing what they need to do in their classes and they're getting work turned in. But but then when you're ready to encourage them to reach out, that's when you can kind of pull back and say, student, reach out to your teacher, make sure you're doing this. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Let them do the the work. That's a great point. I know teachers really appreciate it when students advocate for themselves and it really shows that they care. Um, so that's a good point. So many of our high school students right now are 100% virtual, um, many for different types of reasons. Um, I'm not doing well in a class. I've reached out to my teacher. I know we talked about counselor being the next phase. I have some trepidations about um, physically coming into the building for, for you know, because of COVID. Um, what's your suggestion on the best next step? Um, is, there, is there time to, um, you know, just set up a Zoom with the teacher after, after the school day or with the counselor or, or just let's go right to the counselor and let's strategize ways that uh, you can get some support? What would you suggest? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, with, with our new schedule, the Friday um, days are perfect for this scenario. Um, teachers are available for Zooming. Um, counselors are definitely available for Zoom meetings. And so I, I would email the teacher first, but if that student wants some help in navigating that conversation, I mean, counselors can also um, help set up that meeting or sort of be that third party that helps um, to facilitate that conversation. And so uh, we would be happy to, uh, to, to help with that. So uh, yeah, emailing the teacher and then emailing the counselor. And then on Friday, um, set, setting up a time where we could all just sit down and, and check in together um, would be a great way to start that. I've heard really positive comments from our teachers about this, how valuable that time is on Friday, that now they have the time to go and check on those students that they're worried about. Uh, so it's it's definitely being used. It's scheduled time that the teachers have been given to do exactly what we're talking about. Um, we also have time at the end of each day for interventions. Um, it's a shorter amount of time um, through smart periods. And so it's a little bit different kind of an intervention, but the Fridays have been perfect for that. So um, yeah, we great. want to take advantage of it. That's awesome. That's great advice. Um, so let's shift gears a little bit regardless and, and we've talked about grades and the importance of getting the credits and obviously preparing and setting yourself up for graduation but regardless of what a student might be looking to do after high school um, particularly our seniors what it, what are one or two things they should be doing right now in order to be prepared for whatever they plan to do after high school yeah, so a lot of our students are transitioning to a four-year college. Um, some are going to a two-year school after high school, and then some into the military and the in or the work world. 
Um, I think regardless of what they're doing, um, you know, they should keep making progress towards that goal. Um, whether that's scheduling a meeting um, with an admissions representative or a financial aid officer uh, to help, um, you know, pay for how you decide how you're going to pay for school um, and, and fund that post-secondary education. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, keep doing your schoolwork. Uh, that, that's progress towards your goal, is, which is graduating right now. Um, but, um, you know, a lot of students sort of lose sight of the here and the now, and um, they start focusing on what's next and just being done. So as we've mentioned earlier, it's just so critical to, to, to stay focused on the here and now. Um, and the other thing I, I would say, too, I would add to that is just enjoy the end of high school. I mean, I know your question was a little bit more about like what should they be doing to prepare for what's next, but I think it's important to savor the last few months of, of being a high school student, um, of living at home with your parents. I know the kids that are listening to this might be cringing right now um, but about living with mom and dad a little bit more, but um, you know, it's never going to be like this again uh, once you graduate from high school. Um, you know, they're on the verge of adulthood, and so um, just enjoying being a kid with your parents. Um, and I know the traditional high school experience this last semester of high school maybe won't be exactly the same as it has been in years past, but it, it, just enjoy it um, because, um, you know, college and, and, and adulthood is quite a bit different. So I would say savor the last few moments of, of being a teenager and, and being a kid. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hopefully we're going to be bringing back some traditions as we can throughout the rest of the semester. Um, they may be structured differently than they have in the past, but I think we're gonna do our best to make this as real as possible, as normal as possible with the things we do at the end of the year and those kinds of things to celebrate the seniors. And I also think this virtual setting has forced them into the time management piece that is such a struggle for our freshmen in college. That's what we hear, that's what we know is that they struggle with time management. Well, they've had to, they've had to figure that out, um, you know, in this virtual environment, how to manage their own time, how to, you know, be awake for 7.30 class um, <laughs> when it's easy to be at home and not be awake. Um, so it, I do think that part, that's probably gonna serve them well in the future. I'm sure they don't know that now, but, um, uh, and they also know if they're not managing it well. So hopefully they're, if they're learning some, some of those hard lessons, maybe that'll be something that they won't have to do in the future. Great, great. Um, oftentimes we hear that that uh, teachers teachers will often say after assigning a big project that's way out in the distance that, that deadlines are closer than they appear. So with that in mind, what are some important um, tests, dates, um, forms that a senior should be looking to complete or maybe complete with their parents in some cases um, in order to be ready to go after after they graduate are there are there things on the immediate horizon in the next few months that that regardless of what you might plan to do you should be paying attention to the main thing for the the students going on to two or four year institutions would be the financial aid paperwork and I'm, I'm getting a lot of those questions now. It opened in October, so many people have already filed their FAFSA, uh, but then they've heard back from their institution. They also need to file additional paperwork for that institution, maybe the CSS profile, 
Um, they're just or paperwork that has to be filled out for that particular institution. The deadline for the FAFSA is April 15th. Uh, we'll get really busy in March with making sure everybody's ducks are in a row, um, helping them with that. We, we partner with InvestEd, which is a not-for-profit that comes in and, and helps us with those kinds of institutions or those kinds of forms and questions and what do I do next? Um, that's usually the title of the session. I have everything. What do I do next? Loans or whatever it's going to be. So deadlines are coming up in the spring. Um, the sooner you get all that that financial aid paperwork filed, the sooner you'll get that financial aid package back in terms of what's going to be offered and what's available to you. Um, so that's the main thing. With and May first is the deadline to uh, notify which institution that you're going to attend. Um, so that's kind of out there. So they still have some time um, to be making those decisions. I think sometimes they feel pressured into making those decisions because colleges will send, you know, if you send your housing in now, you'll get the housing you want. Um, and if you wait, you won't. Well, okay, but you have till May 1st to make that decision. So that helps a little bit, maybe with some of those visits that they might be able to do. We also do, we do a senior exit poll uh, before the students leave us and we will start that soon. It's in Naviance, so um, simple. They all use Naviance at this point. They go in and fill out their senior exit poll and tell us what they're gonna do, basically. Uh, that's the purpose, is to for data that we keep on where people end up. So we'll be pushing that out. So just encourage them to be watching for their uh, Naviance notifications and Skylarts. The way we're gonna be able to push it out this year. Matt, do you have anything to add? Um, I would just say, you know, uh, once the students have decided on the school um, that they're going to attend, um, just, you know, scheduling the, their orientation, um, a lot of universities will do a really good job advertising that, but that'll help the students take placement tests and things along those lines. Um, so just the freshman orientation program that most colleges and universities um, will want to see kids come to. And then the other thing I would just throw in there maybe um, it's a little bit sooner is just the cap and gown. <laughs> oh, great. Um, we do actually have a, a fair number of students that have not purchased their cap and gown. So just a quick plug for that seniors. If, if you haven't done that, you need that. Um, um, yeah. So we are intending on having graduation, um, you know, still finalizing the details of what that looks like exactly, but please order your cap and gown. Great. Great. That's great advice. Yes. And Nancy, I wanted to come back real quick to something you said when you talked about the FAFSA. Now, we, we used to work together, so I and I this, this advice probably holds true for Matt as well. But I, I've heard you say over and over again, regardless of whether you think you need financial aid, do the FAFSA anyway. You would still underscore that point, correct? Yes, absolutely. And I, have, I still get that question all the time from parents. We're not we're not planning on using any loans. You know, what would be the purpose? Why would I do this if I really don't have an intention? It is optional. I mean, it, you don't have to fill it out. But for the freshman year, why not? It is, they have made the process so much more simple than it used to be. Um, it's, there's a way to retrieve your tax information. So you don't even have to fill that in again. It's, it's really not hard. I know, Matt, you've done it. So I, I know you, you know that it's pretty painless. <laughs> fill it out. It might be painful when you get your results, but. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, um, but it give what it gives is it gives the financial aid office your data. If they have any funds that they want to distribute through their financial aid office, they're probably going to require that you filled out that FAFSA. So you might be eligible for something you didn't even know. Not merit scholarships, but 
you know, something in, through the financial aid office that they simply have available that they don't advertise. And the only way they have your information and know that you might be interested in that is if you file the FAFSA and send that information to that office. So it's worth it, especially the freshman year. Yeah, great. Good advice. Um, okay. We, as we sit here, it's late January. I'm a senior. I, I want to go to some kind of post-secondary education. It may not be a four-year. It may be a two-year. It may be some kind of technical school. But I've not applied any place. And I've decided now I feel like I understand where I want to head. Am I too late? What should I, what, what should I do if I want to pursue some type of education after, you know, in this first year after high school? And I haven't done any applications to anything yet. What advice would you give me? Yeah, good question. Uh, first, it, it's definitely not too late. Um, you know, it's getting late, but it's not too late. Um, you know, students should know that, um, you know, some of the schools have priority deadlines for scholarship consideration. So February 1st is kind of a, a date that is out there with some schools. Um, definitely check the school's admissions website. It's pretty easy to find these priority deadlines. Um, but for applications, it's not too late. Now, there are some programs, you know, if you wanted to be like an engineering student or if you wanted to be in a specific major, sometimes those majors have certain deadlines. But, but overall, the state schools are still accepting applications. Um, you may find that you may be, it may be a little bit tougher to be admitted um, at this point, potentially, depending on the college, um, but it's definitely not too late. So I'd encourage students to apply um, um, and, um, you know, they can definitely still get in. I know, um, you know, some of the schools have a little bit more uh, lenient deadlines um, in terms of like being, in, being admitted or, or still being able to apply um, up late into the spring, um, but th that would be, um, that would be all on their on their website. Um, and the, the other thing I would say is if you're not sure what to do, if you've waited and you just don't know what to do, to just definitely reach out to your counselor. Um, we, we love to have these conversations with kids and walk them through this process. Um, and really, to be honest with you, really just need to jump online and complete the application. Um, I think kids are surprised sometimes when they start doing that, how short it actually is, you know. Um, and some schools require an essay, um, but usually that's, you're usually writing about yourself or writing about a situation that happened to you, which is pretty easy. Um, you need to send your transcripts to the colleges and we can help you do that, but there, um, we use Naviance for that. And so that's pretty easy. Um, make sure you're sending test scores if they require it. Although most universities now are a lot more going test optional. So if you haven't taken the SAT or the ACT students or parents, um, that's not necessarily a barrier to being admitted. Um, and then, um, yeah, just recommendation letters. And then, um, like Ms. Herndon said, uh, make sure you fill out your FAFSA. So those would be some of the steps. But if you're just not sure what to do and you're like, oh my gosh, it's too late, um, it's not. And just uh, send a quick email to your counselor. We'd be happy to Zoom with you and like walk you through that process. Yeah, I agree. I, there, especially if you're, if you're unsure, maybe you've been, you want to stay closer to home because of that. Well, okay, I'll, I'll stay closer to home. There's, we have so many around us um, that you can drive to and live at home next year if that's what you want to do for kind of the transition into that world. And they have open enrollment. You know, our Ivy Techs and the IPUI, I mean, there are places 
within driving distance, probably five different institutions that would still be taking applications now and would be taking applications into the spring um, on our listservs that we, we, there will be colleges out there. Hey, we're still taking applications. I see those in June. Um, so it's definitely not too late. And, and key would be, I agree with, with Matt, um, talking to your counselor, they can walk you through that whole process. Um, and it's pretty simple. Last question. Um, I'm a parent of a junior, um, which actually for me holds true. Um, but I, but I've done this before this, this route before with a, with a couple older kids, but I'm a parent of a junior and, you know, I'm, I'm second semester. I'm thinking already thinking about the things that senior year might bring. What, what should I be paying attention to, uh, between now and the start of school? Uh, should there be things I'm doing to um, encourage my students? Um, should I be a junior listening to this? What should I be doing as a junior? Anything, any, any, just one or two things that that are that pop to the top of your head that think this is what I need to get accomplished between now and maybe the start of my senior year. Uh, I always say this is the most important semester of high school because this is the semester that the colleges, when you make your application in the fall, they're going to look backwards at your transcript. And they're going to look at the spring of your junior year as being the most important semester in terms of college readiness. Um, usually the junior's eyes get really big at that point and, and look a little sick, depending on where I am in the semester when I'm talking to them. But it really is. It's, it is the toughest curriculum that they probably have chosen. Um, so it's, I'm not saying it's easy, but um, it is definitely a good representation in, in terms of what the colleges look at if they're ready. Um, they won't see the fall senior grades uh, when you make application. So this semester is so important in terms of, of the classes and the grades and what you're involved in. Doing your own research is crucial now, too. Again, there, I would be pushing visits right now for sure in the junior year. And you can do those virtually, a, a personalized virtual tour where a tour guide will walk you through a student tour guide. You can log on and the student tour guide will is walking you through the campus um, as if you were there. You know, they've really, there's there are some services of course out there that are providing these things to the colleges and they're taking advantage of it. They can also go and walk a campus um, picking up on an app from the college that the app walks them around campus. So they don't have a personal tour guide, but they have their phone and they're getting the same spiel as they walk around the campus. So there's some virtual ways to, to do some of those visits, but um, kind of it's, it's tough to be serious about all of this in the spring of the junior year. I think it's the toughest. In May, we will be doing a college uh, common application workshop. The beginning of that starts in May where um, they sign up for the workshop that happens before, after, just after we start school and they work on their essay um, that Matt talked about all summer, um, working on their rough draft. We do an essay um, prep for that in May. So coming up, there's gonna be some things for juniors to, to help them with the, that process next fall. Yeah, I would just add to that, you know, much like deadlines um, are closer than they appear, um, the college application process is closer than it, than it might seem. So, so I would say, you know, it's, it's go time. Um, it's, it, if you haven't engaged in the process yet of um, doing some of the things that uh, Ms. Herndon was just saying, um, it, it's time to do that. Um, it's time to start looking at the to-do list and start crossing some things off the list. And lots of resources in Naviance to help you do that. 
um, in terms of um, college searches. You know, you're not sure what you want to major in, so you need some guidance there. Uh, there's some interest inventories in there that are really helpful. So I, I would just say that it, it's it's time to engage in the process. And uh, when we get back to school in August, um, we want to help you hit the ground running with the application process and walk right into rock wired into that so that we're not in January or February kind of scrambling um, to, to get applications in. So I would just say that it's go time. Uh, well, Matt and Nancy, thanks so much for your time today. Um, uh, Matt Swaim, uh, department chair at Fishers High School, Nancy Herndon, department chair at Hamilton Southeastern High School over our counseling departments in both of those schools. Um, my big takeaways for parents it's uh, and for kids um, it's not too late to do whatever you need to do, but you need to get plugged in with your counselor probably right away to start having those conversations. FAFSA, April 15th is the due date for that, and everybody should do that if they've got a freshman moving on to post-secondary education and uh, would like to wish the class of 2021 um, the best of luck moving forward. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We have more great content planned for future podcasts. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss Raising HSE.